0: in the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. There are some people in the Bible that, or maybe even also in the lives of the saints, who are popular because they're very heroic, or they're very selfless, or they did great things, and they're sort of like so beyond what we are and what we can do that we sort of idolize them like superheroes. But then there are other people in the Bible or in the lives of the saints that are popular with us for actually the opposite reason, that they are so like us that when we see them or read about them, we think, you know, this person's a lot like me. And so we identify with them. Many of the characters in the Bible are this way. And the reason that they speak very strongly to us is because we can see ourselves in them. Same thing with some of the lives of the saints. (coughs) I think the man born blind is one of those people that we can all relate to at first you might think that maybe you don't have so much in common most of us are not born blind after all but if you look carefully at the lessons within the passage you'll see how we're very much like him for one thing we are like him in weakness the disciples asked our lord jesus christ whose sin caused this man to be born blind our lord jesus christ said it was neither this man nor his parents but it was in order that the works of god could be displayed or glorified in him So the disciples attributed the man's blindness, as was like the normal thing of the outlook of the religious people of the day, to sin. They just wanted to determine whose sin it was. And our Lord Jesus Christ said, neither. It was God's purpose so he could display his work. This man was born blind for the glory of God. Do you know or do you recognize or do you realize that there may be hardships and obstacles in our lives that are there so that God could be glorified in them in some way? We often think of someone who glorifies God as the person who has good things happen to them. So good things happen to them in their life, so they're happy, so they should glorify God. But that is actually the easier time to glorify God. We need to see that God has allowed or even ordained our weaknesses so that we can glorify Him by coming to Him. This sounds counterintuitive, but it's true. Just like if you look in the book of Acts, the, the jailer in Philippi, his circumstances were bad. He thought he was going to lose his life because the jail was opened and the prisoners were going to be released and he was going to be killed. But those circumstances put him in front of God and led him to ask the most important question that he could ask when he asked St. Paul. He said, what do I need to do to be saved? So his difficult circumstances were actually a blessing because they led to his salvation. And so it could be that way with us too. We could wrestle with physical difficulty, wrestle with sickness, alcoholism, drug addiction, with sin that I'm unable to root out, some other problem in my life that I may see as a curse. But the truth is, if that problem puts you in a place where it causes you to lean on God, to look to Him even more, to love Him and experience Him in a new way, then it's better to have this problem in my life right now that leads me to unite with God Than to have a problem free life right now that allows me to turn my back on God. God, in His plan, has allowed some of us to have problems that put us at our feet, at His feet in front of Him. I need to thank Him for this. We are like this man, we are like the man born blind in our weaknesses. But our weaknesses can lead to our Lord Jesus Christ and lead to salvation. We're also actually like Him in some ways in His blindness. The Gospel tells us that the man was blind from birth. This man was born blind. Not many may, uh, maybe are, are like this physically. But we need to see in a sense that we are all born blind. Not physically, but spiritually. The man's physical blindness is symbolic of our spiritual blindness that all of us are born with. Every one of us is born with a sinful nature that leads us as soon as we have the opportunity to choose, to actually make the choice, towards sin it's in every one of us even from the smallest child (coughs) so we're born blind in this sense we're born with a fallen nature towards leaning towards sin with the result that when we make our first choices we personally we choose to sin and so all of us stand guilty in front of God because He says don't put any gods before me but we do and He says don't commit adultery don't murder don't steal Don't even want to do those things in your heart But we do So we're all born spiritually blind We personally choose sin So we stand guilty in front of God That's what St. Paul says in the book of Romans All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God So then my first step to spiritual sight is Admit my sin The Pharisees in this passage in their pride wouldn't do that Our Lord Jesus Christ, He tells them, He says If you were blind, you would have no sin But since you say we see, your sin remains The men were proud They wouldn't admit that they were sinners They wouldn't admit that they needed Christ They were proud of their so-called spiritual insight Their religious position They didn't want to admit their blindness They didn't want to admit that they were sinners We have to be careful not to be proud like these men Pride is a great sin that will condemn many of us. I can't be like this. I have to admit my sin. Admit my need. Admit that I am spiritually blind. (coughs) Haven't there been things that God commanded in His Word, in His Scripture, that you're not supposed to do, but you did those very things? That's sin. This is what separates me from God. This will keep me from Him. That's what I need to admit. When I truly face up to my sin, that's the first sign that God is starting to work in my life. Our Lord Jesus Christ says that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. If I realize that I have been born blind and that I have sinned, actually, this is an opportunity for rejoicing that the Holy Spirit is working in me, convicting me, moving me towards repentance. We're like the man born blind. In his washing In verse six and, verses 6 and 7 Our Lord Jesus Christ tells the man That he is supposed to wash In the pool of Siloam The man's blindness was cured When he believed And he washed his eyes the, This washing is something That God does for us But in concert Or in synergy with What we do as well How were this man's Eyes opened He couldn't do it by himself But then again at the same time He played a vital role In that he went to the pool and washed He was obedient to what our Lord Jesus Christ Told him to do But the act of washing His washing his face In the pool Is that what healed him? No He couldn't do anything to heal himself The miracle was accomplished by our Lord Jesus Christ But the completion of the miracle only happened in obedience to Christ And it's always that way with our salvation God does the impossible part The portion that only He can do And what He asks for us is to work with Him in obedience In orthodoxy, we look at this and we refer to this as synergy That we have a role to play in our salvation There is no way to be saved without God's work That He did for me in His incarnation, in His life, His death, His resurrection but we accept this free gift of salvation by obeying him and following him. The blind man's washing in the pool also is symbolic of how the waters of baptism wash us from sin. When our Lord Jesus Christ healed him, he was totally able to see. He had been completely cured of his blindness. This is what happens in the waters of baptism. He completely cleanses us from sin. In St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he, says, he lists... A whole bunch of sins in chapter 6 of that epistle. And then he says, such were some of you, but you were washed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, he says, though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. This is why actually our mother, the church, puts this reading here today. We're still sort of in the season of the church where we're meditating on the sacrament of baptism in celebration of the Feast of Epiphany, which was a few weeks ago. The healing of the man born blind is a symbol of baptism Even in Lent actually when you read this story again In the tradition of the Coptic church Many people become baptized on this day The day that they have the reading of the man born blind in Lent We're like this man also finally in his story This man is like us in the fact that he had weakness The fact that he was blind The fact that he was washed And that he had a story of what God had done for him He had an interaction with our Lord Jesus Christ That he was willing and wanted to share When people asked him what happened He told them what Jesus did for him When the Pharisees, the the religious leaders The people who hated Jesus Called this man in and interrogated him About what happened They told him, glorify God Because this man is a sinner But he answered such an awesome answer He said, whether this man is a sinner or not I do not know one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. A very simple but very powerful interaction with God that he was willing to share with others. His testimony was <coughs> very strong even though he didn't have like seminary education. He didn't have like a theological education, he didn't have college, he didn't have sort of discipleship training or Sunday school or anything like that. Under questioning, when people asked him He could only really answer one simple thing He said, you know what, I I used to be blind I was born blind and, and now I see And this is what this man did for me And this testimony, his experience with God Was enough to confound the religious experts of the day And it was enough for him to glorify God In front of the rest of the world that was watching He didn't know a lot But one thing he knew that his life was changed And that our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who changed it If you are an orthodox Christian today You have the same story The story of how you were also born blind And in the waters of baptism Were made a new creation And that transformation was the beginning Of a relationship with God That is continuously growing and improving You have experiences with God In which He entered into your life Through the sacraments Through hardships, through tribulations That are important for us to share in order to spread the gospel So we are very, very much like this man who was born blind This is why we can relate so much to him We have experienced weakness We have experienced blindness We were washed in healing waters And we have experience with God to share with others So that they, along with us can say to Christ, Lord, I believe and worship at His feet. May God continue to open our spiritual eyes to see more and more of Him, and glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.